podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dream Team Professor Podcast. Today we're going to be recapping the weekend's fixtures. Uh, the only game that hasn't taken place yet is the West Ham Bournemouth fixture, but we can look back at all the rest. So we'll be looking at all the ratings, all the top performers. We're going to be taking a little look in specific at the... Um, the Spurs-Newcastle game and the performance of Kieran Trippier just because uh, he's kept now three back-to-back Starmans. So we're just going to have a little look on who scored to try and find out why he keeps getting Starman and how he's pulling it off. Um, and then we're going to finish off with a little bit of a team update just to see how my uh, best teams are getting on. But yeah, we'll get started then with the um, Nottingham Forest-Liverpool game. So this was another really disappointing result for Liverpool. Just as we started to think that the players might become an option again, Mohamed Salah, Trent, um, even Virgil van Dijk, um, we thought they might start popping up as options again. Even Darwin Nunes was looking fairly good and Firmino. But um, we'll start with the lineups because this was a, a bit disappointing as well. So we already knew that um, we'd have uh, Diaz out injured and Jota out injured. But actually Darwin Nunes missed this game as well and he didn't even make the bench. Um, you had Trent Alexander-Arnold who started on the bench as well. So they're just easing him back in. Um, and you did see Robertson start the game again. But um, it looked like Liverpool were playing this um, 4-4-2 formation again, um, which was Salah and Firmino up front this time. Um, but Salah was just really ineffective in this game. But we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, so the star man, he was uh, Henderson again in goal for Nottingham Forest. And that's back-to-back star man awards for him as well. So, yeah, he's uh, he's looking quite quite good. I wouldn't trust a Nottingham Forest keeper as uh, an option, to be honest, in Dream Team. But, yeah, good performance from him. And actually, the majority of the um, Nottingham Forest backline ended up getting good ratings. So a really good performance from them. Um, they mostly did sort of sit back but when they got forward, they were looking dangerous on pretty much every counter-attack, just where Liverpool plays so high up. And then the goal came from Awanyi up front. Um, so he got eight points in total, a 7.8 rating in this game. Um, but yeah, Liverpool just looked pretty poor again. Um, probably their best player, in my opinion, was Virgil van Dijk, who he didn't actually get a rating in this game. But he had three really good chances to score. Um I think two were quite good, but one of them, he just made the complete wrong decision. He could have headed it at goal when he tried to get it across to Firmino. But to be honest, the best options that, um, or the best chances that Liverpool had all came from sort of set pieces and crosses in the end, um, which was quite surprising considering Trent didn't start the game. Uh, When he did come on, he did look quite dangerous and um, he got 6.7 rating, even though he didn't play a big chunk of the game, which might might show that. crosses are looked on quite favourably as you'll see when we uh, talk about Trippier but um, yeah talk, big talking points from the game so you had Alisson um, he got a rating in this one and he he put, done some really good saves to keep Liverpool in the game to be honest um, then you had Milner and Elliot were the only other players that got ratings for Liverpool um, I did think Harvey Elliott looked fairly good in that sort of more of a right midfield role he was playing um, but overall I think um, Salah looked pretty effect- ineffective in that new formation. Um, he was playing more central, which we we did want, but largely ineffective, to be honest. He had two shots on target um, and one shot off, but none of them were great, to be honest with you. Um, and then this game, really, the way Liverpool were playing, it was calling out for Darwin Nunes, to be honest. like The amount of crosses they were putting in and 
they won quite a lot of free kicks that they were putting in and they did look dangerous from those opportunities but they just they just couldn't do it and uh to be honest, Nottingham Forest, they, they did, uh, even though they were deep, they did have quite a few chances and it was Alisson that kept him in the game, really. Um, could have had quite a few more. So, yeah, disappointing all round for Liverpool. And, yeah, just as a few of us thought that Liverpool assets might be back on the cards, I still think you'd be quite put off. Um, I think they have got, I think it's Leeds in the next game. So if you have got Salah or some of the attacking options, Leeds are looking pretty terrible as well. But we just don't know what, what Liverpool are going to turn up and in, in Dream Team and all the fantasy football games um, inconsistency is the, the worst thing you you want someone that you can rely on week in week out and yeah Liverpool just don't look like that at the minute but the only thing I would say um, they have got a lot of injuries at the moment but yeah it's they should still be beating Nottingham Forest to be honest I think it was Thiago was out um, last minute I think I think I saw that was an ear infection possibly um, so he probably won't be out for too long. But yeah, they really did look like they missed Darwin Nunes, in my opinion. But yeah, 1-0 win to Nottingham Forest and another disappointing result for Liverpool. Man City versus Brighton. Um, so the star man award went to Kevin De Bruyne in this game and he scored an absolute screamer. Such a good goal in this one. Um, so he got the 13 points, but it was another really good performance from Haaland and he got two first half goals and you thought he was on for another hat-trick to be honest with you um one from the penalty spot which uh which was a bit controversial the way that um Bernardo Silva won it he kind of left the leg hanging but to be honest I thought it was a penalty the the commentary I was listening to thought he pretty much dived for it but I thought it was quite smart to be honest and uh yeah, he ended up, Bernardo, getting two assists in this one, if you count the winning the penalty, which Dream Team gives you the points for. Um, so he got two assists, and Edison got one of the assists to Haaland. So Haaland scored from the penalty spot, but he also scored a goal where um, Edison did a big kick out and he went straight to uh, straight to Haaland, who sort of barged the defender out of the way and just slotted that one home. It was a really good finish. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, two goals for Haaland again. No surprise, and everyone owns him. But Kevin De Bruyne, if you had him, um, he set you up quite nicely this week because there weren't many points passed around this weekend. Um, Cancelo, no surprise. He ended up with a, a seven rating in this game. Um, and Bernardo Silva got the two assists and uh, rating too. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't many ratings, especially in the defence for Man City, which probably harmed quite a lot of people's ranks. Um, one key point though was which was bad for my team, is Akanji is definitely... I thought initially that when Kyle Walker was out injured, that Cancelo would be the new right-back, and then Gomez would come in at left-back. But he's disappointed since he's come in and barely played any games. It, it looks like they've favoured Akanji as the right-back. So he was playing a centre-back, but they've moved Akanji to right-back, Cancelo to left-back, and then we've seen uh, Laporte and Diaz come back as the, uh, the main partnership at centre-back now. So... Still didn't manage to keep a clean sheet. And Trossard had scored a really good goal. And he's he's been really impressive this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if I saw one of the uh, bigger clubs come in for him. Personally, I'd quite like to see him at Arsenal as uh, another sort of winger option for us. But yeah, he, he scored a good goal in this game, which was assisted by uh, Solly March. Um, another thing that was quite disappointing for people, though, was I know a lot of people brought in Foden after his um, good performances lately. And he started on the bench, surprisingly. You had Mahrez um, start in his place. 
Um, he got a yellow card and didn't get a seven rating. And even if you have got him in your team, he's not the penalty taker anymore either. So Haaland stepped up for that one. So if you've got Mares, that would have been disappointing. And same for Foden, really. He couldn't quite contribute to the game for the little amount of time that he came on. But yeah, other than that, um, oh no, there is one <clears throat> one last thing that I did miss. Um, so I just wanted to speak about Bernardo Silva, actually. So I was looking at um, the Man City midfielders, or midfielders in general, to be honest. And uh, Bernardo Silva is really quite quickly climbing up there for the point scorers in midfield. You've got um, Kevin De Bruyne, Foden and Saka, who are quite clear of the pack in terms of points. Um, but then Bernardo Silva's quite close behind now, and he's the third best City mid now but by quite a way. So you had, obviously you've got De Bruyne um, and Foden who are up there, but Mares has not been very good. You've got Gundogan who's not been very good, and even... Um, even Grealish has been really poor. So, but not if you're looking to add quite a few more sit, like City midfielders, if you can't quite afford De Bruyne and Foden at the same time, you might want to just have either Foden and Silva or De Bruyne and Silva. That gives a, a little bit of a, a more budget option. He's, he's not cheap in 4.2 million, but he's quite a bit cheaper than both your um, Kevin De Bruyne and Foden. So, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on him. And I did bring him into one of my teams, but it's uh, not one of the ones that's doing very well at the moment. But yeah, one to keep an eye on. Then on to the Chelsea versus Man United game um, that was played at Stamford Bridge. And that was 1-1 in the end. And yeah, this fixture seems to end in draws quite a lot of the time. Um, star man came to Casemiro. Um, so 13 points for him. He ended up getting a last-minute winner in this game, which which was a killer to any of the uh Chelsea block or anyone that's got any of the Chelsea defenders or keeper in their team um, and the goals were scored by Jorginho from the penalty spot um, he got brought down by McTominay who'd barely been on the pitch five minutes um, really stupid from a corner got dragged down um, you know Jorginho rarely misses those so he put that in in the 87th minute so it did look like it was going to be a, uh, a a winner for Chelsea there but yeah Casemiro come up with a corner right at the last minute, oh, sorry, a header from a cross at the last minute, and that was Luke Shaw that put that one in, so he got the assist in that game. Um, I did think Luke Shaw looked quite good, to be honest, considering uh, he's really sort of gone down in the pecking order now. He played in this game, and he, he did look quite good in the end, just putting some good crosses in. Um, so he got a, a 7.1 rating and the four points in this one because he got a yellow card. Um, and then it was Broha who got the uh, points for the sort of assist for the, the Chelsea penalty. He was the one that was brought down by McTominay. Um, but talking points, really, um, Cucurella, uh, as someone who's in quite a lot of my teams, he come off early again. So he come off early in the last game um, and he come off again. So after 36 minutes, he was taken off and it didn't look like it was an injury. Again, it looked like it was a change of formation or change of shape from um, Graham Potter. And he really does seem to sort of freestyle with these formations and he's not afraid to change things now. Um, especially now he's got so many more options at Chelsea than he did have at Brighton. Um, so he looked like he changed from a 3-4-3 a three, three to a 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, they kept Chilwell on as the left back and had a back four um, rather than have um, Cucurella at the left centre back and Chilwell as the left wing back. So yeah, he, he looked like the full guy and he was the full guy in the last game as well. So that's quite disappointing, um, especially as he didn't get 
the clean sheet in this one. It didn't matter too much in the last game because he got the clean sheet points anyway. But yeah, in this one it was quite disappointing. But none of the um, actually none of the Chelsea defenders. So obviously it was looking quite good for Chelsea right at the end. People of Chelsea blocks thought they were going to get the clean sheet points, but once they conceded that late goal. Um, we come away with no Chelsea defenders getting a rating and Kepa actually, the man of the moment, um, he was the only one that did get a rating. So 7.1 in this game. Um, a few people were giving him stick for not saving the Casemiro header, but I mean, he's been so good recently. I, I feel it's a bit harsh to just be digging him out for that one. So yeah, he got the three points. So you'll be happy if you've got him in goal. But other than that, not not many points to go around, so none for the defenders at all. Jorginho got the um, got the goal, and he did get a seven rating, just about. Um, and then Sterling again; he's just not really done it since since Graham Potter arrived. He just hasn't really been chipping in with any ratings. I think he's had two ratings, um, and barely chipped in with any goals or assists. He's he's really looked out of form lately, so. I'd be moving Sterling on if I had him in any of my teams and had any transfers left. But yeah, not looking good at all. And that, yeah, you just can't seem to gel with that, that front line at the minute for Chelsea. Even a Bamiang looked really off it. Um, so yeah, quite disappointing if you've got any sort of Chelsea players going forward um, and, and in defence in this game, to be fair. Um, I did think Bruno, um, Bruno Fernandes for Man United, he didn't get a rating. He didn't get any points in this game, but... From what I saw, I thought he looked really dangerous. He was putting in quite a lot of crosses and um, he does seem to sort of, I feel like he does seem to step it up for the big games and especially as he's the captain as well. Um, yeah, he, he does seem to perform quite well, I think. But yeah, no points reflected in this game. But one I would keep an eye on, especially as he's dropped in price quite a lot. Um, we did see the uh, the Anthony spin. I don't know if any of you caught that, but um, yeah, we, me and mates have been watching out for that one quite a lot um, after seeing his highlight reels before joining. But it wasn't enough to get him the rating in that one. So the Anthony spin isn't affecting his who scored points on this one, I don't think. So a bit disappointing for that. He got a minus one. Um, yeah, Casemiro star man, but... Other than that, it was quite low scoring for them as well. Um, he had Martinez got a seven rating, and I think he looks like a really good defender, to be honest. I must admit, I was one of those ones that were quite sceptical at first the price and everyone talking about his height as well. But yeah, his, uh, his aggressiveness in the tackles and wanting to win the ball so much, I really do like watching him play, to be honest. Um, I'd have quite liked him to go to Arsenal in the end, but I don't think we were going to pay that money. But... Yeah, he got seven rating in this one, and I can only imagine that's due to the volume of tackles that he was making. Um, and I was, when I was looking at who scored, he does complete quite a lot of passes as well. So, yeah, one to keep an eye on. I didn't think he was an option at first, but he's cropping up there with the seven ratings. Um, and I know a lot of people got Dallow in their team. He didn't get a rating in this one, considering he's been up there with the sevens. Um, and he, but he didn't get a yellow card either, so he's he was one away from suspension. So yeah, he lives to fight another day. But pretty much that's that's all there was from the Man United game. Right, and I'm going to go to the Spurs versus Newcastle match, and that was a two-one win for Newcastle, which I, I really wasn't expecting. I knew Newcastle would give them a game, um, but yeah, I really wasn't expecting that. Um, so Starman went to Trippier which I mentioned that's his third Star Man Award in a row now, and he's absolutely racking up the um, the seven ratings as well. So that's his 10th seven rating of the season. Um, so he really is 
just smashing it on Dream Team at the minute. And it's not even when he's only getting clean sheets, which you do find quite a lot of the time. I think Cancelo is the only person that I kind of regularly notice manages to get sevens when they don't keep a clean sheet. But Kieran Trippier has been absolutely incredible, to be honest, as a Dream Team asset. And I've not got him in many of my teams, to be honest with you. Um, I thought that his price was a bit much for someone that wasn't playing European football. But... Yeah, I'll throw my hands up and I've definitely got that one wrong. He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, so he got Starman. Uh, I'm going to come back to why I think he's getting these Starman awards so regularly. Um, but then the goals, you had Callum Wilson scored. Um, and that was a massive mess up from Lloris, who I've got in a lot of my teams in goal. Um, he was calling for thinking that he got fouled. Um yeah, I'm not sure how it, it did look. It did look a little bit like a foul from Wilson. He did smash into him, but the thing is, Lloris came so far out of his box to collect, to collect the ball, and he didn't really look convincing. Both when he went down and with his control as well. Um, so yeah, I think that could have gone either way. But disappointing game from Lloris, and he only got a five point five rating in this, which shows how poor he was. Um, so Wilson got the goal. Um, and Almiron again so I brought Almiron into my team um, I took Paqueta out and brought Almiron in and yeah he's on fire at the minute I think that was his sixth goal um, of the season which is his career best now um, in the Premier League and yeah he's looking really confident um, and then Harry Kane got the other goal which was from a cross uh, from a corner um, flicked on by um, Lengley um from a corner that so yeah the assists were Lengley and Longstaff and the goals were Wilson, Albron and Harry Kane so Harry Kane it's, it's a bit daft to say he's gone under the radar but I don't think we're really appreciating how good of a season that he's having just because Haaland's just destroying the league to be honest but Harry Kane's got 11 goals and three assists already um, and another guy I wanted to mention was another defender who I think I mentioned in the last pod as well, but Fabian Cher, um, another rating as well, considering no clean sheet, um, 7.1. And he's he's right up there with the defenders. So, yeah, he's he's looking like a real good option. If you can't quite get to Trippier, you might want to consider Cher um, as an option. And then the only other thing I've put down really is Emerson Royale, who... I had when he got sent off and he was suspended for quite a long amount of time. Um, he's back in the side. Um, so again, it's really hard to predict these these wing backs now. So um, I think it was Sessegnon and Emerson Royale started the game and you did have Doherty come on um, and Perisic come on, um, although he is a midfielder in this game. But so much rotation at wing back slash full back. Um, yeah, it's... It started off as a good option to kind of have one and know they'll get on. But Spurs aren't looking solid anymore. And there's just too much rotation for me to choose a, a fullback from them. So it's an avoid at the moment. Um, but yeah, let's go on to Kieran Trippier. So why is Kieran Trippier getting so many plus seven ratings and so many Starman awards after getting three back-to-back Starmans? So I had a little look on who scored and... I'm no expert. I don't know how their sort of algorithms work or how their ratings work in any sort of way. But I just wanted to have a look at that last game and see what he was doing right. And then have a look at the last three games as well to see what sort of things might be influencing 
um, his ratings. Um, so like I said, he's got 10 plus seven ratings. And when I looked at it, um, so he's put the most crosses in a row. Uh, sorry, he's put the most crosses in per game, three games in a row. So I'd, I'd imagine that that's weighing in quite heavily. And when I say he's put the most crosses in, like it wasn't even close. In some of the games, he was sort of four or five crosses more than some of the other players. So I think that's definitely going to be um, impacting his point scoring quite a lot. And then also, um, I was looking at pass completion as well. Um, so I used the um, Fantasy Premier League stats on this as well as the Who scored, just because they, they're quite easy to look through. Um, but quite often he was finishing as one of the top performers for passes completed. And then when you looked at the um, when you looked at the list of who completes the most, there wasn't many fullbacks on there to be honest. Um, the only ones that I really saw was um, Cancelo for Man City, and I think it was James Justin as well for for Leicester were really the only sort of fullbacks that were in the list for um, higher passes completed. But he was right up there. Um, for for passes and passes completed um so everything seems to be going down trippier's side they're they're quite heavily going down that right um and putting crosses in as their tactic um so he's heavily involved and that's obviously got to be weighing in um and key passes as well so he in the last three games he was inside the top two or three performers for key passes as well i don't know whether that includes crosses i imagine it does if they're uh, an accurate one but key passes, he was right up there again. And then touches as well. So he was in the top, in the, this is in the Premier League now, overall. Um, he was in the top five players for overall touches. So that shows how involved he really is for Newcastle. Um, and even in comparison to the rest of the league. And then top six for key passes overall in all of the games. And top for crosses for the whole Premier League. So... Overall, I think it's just general involvement. Um, we used to see Harry Kane getting Starman quite a lot, but obviously that was heavily weighted, including his goals. But he also has quite a high amount of touches and passes for someone that's a striker. But yeah, Kieran Trippier, he seems to be top, like top performer for touches, crosses, key passes. Um, so everything in those games, and he only has to be. I mean, he's always better than the rest of the. Newcastle team for these stats but then he only has to be better than the other the other side to get Starman in this game so yeah um, everyone kind of and myself included kind of think oh who scored just loves this guy like they're just giving him the ratings but when you do dig into why they're getting the ratings when you look at the stats on who scored you really can see um, why it's coming out that way I did put um, just a tweet out after the game so um, I did go over it just slightly then, but just in that game um, against Spurs, another thing they registered, they've got a column called Key Events, and one of his key events from the game was a clearance off the line, which um, I think it was when Son just tried to chip the keeper and Trippier came in and cleared that. So if he gets a key event, I think that could be quite a big thing. Um, and then from that game, most touches, most block shots, most crosses, he had the second most passes, the second most aerials one, which is was a surprising one really, considering um, his height compared to the rest of the uh, Newcastle side and even players like Dyer. But yeah, second most aerials one and the second most tackles 
in the game as well. So, yeah, definitely in this game, well-deserved. And, yeah, he's... To be honest, I really would consider putting him in my team now, especially as Newcastle look like they are best of the rest outside of Europe. So, yeah, Kieran Trippier, I'd get him in my team straight away. Right, then we had Southampton versus Arsenal, which finished 1-1 in the end. So a bit disappointing for Arsenal, but... Um, I don't think they deserved the win, to be honest, in this game. It um, started really well. Um, the first 30 minutes were brilliant, and it got kicked off with a Xhaka goal after 11 minutes. Um, and we're getting bored of saying it, to be honest. Um, he, he's just incredible form at the minute. Um, another right-footed goal as well. So the last one midweek was right-footed, and then this one was a cross from Ben White. Um and then he put it straight into the top of the net um, with his right foot. And he got the star man in this game. So another really good option. I think he's under three million still. Um, so quite a cheap option. I must admit it was a toss up for me between getting Almiron in and Xhaka. Um, and obviously I watched the Arsenal game before I watched the uh, Newcastle Spurs game. And when Xhaka scored, I was absolutely gutted. I was like, oh, I got the wrong guy. But yeah, Almiron scored in the end, so that made me feel a bit better. But Xhaka still got the star man award and 13 points. So, yeah, he's still looking a brilliant option, to be fair. Um, and Ben White was the assister for that goal. And then Southampton's goal was Stuart Armstrong. Um, and Elanusi uh, got the assist. I hope I didn't uh, butcher that. But, yeah, talking points from this game. Um, Gabriel Jesus, um I mean, he was manhandled all game and there was a lot of uh, complaints about the refereeing in that game. I don't want to go too much into it because although the referee was bloody awful, um, Arsenal just weren't great. And I, I don't honestly think that the refereeing was the reason Arsenal, lo um, well, not lost the game, but dropped points in the end. Um, they were quite sloppy overall. After the first 30 minutes, it really did drop off in the second half. They were quite poor, so... Can't blame the referee for the for the draw. Um, but yeah, talking points, Gabriel Jesus could be a bit worrying for some um, people that have got him on Dream Team, or a lot of people, because he's highly owned. But um, he's not scored in five games now since the Spurs game. Um, personally, like as a fan, I'm not too concerned because I think he just does so much more off the ball and offers so much more for the team. I'm not too concerned. But obviously, doesn't, translate to points in dream team so can be a bit worrying um he's got five goals and five assists in total at the minute so he's still doing okay but yeah for he he gets away with it because the price point's a bit lower than some of the big hitters but yeah it's someone who i would be a little bit worried about and someone who i would be keeping an eye on um especially with the likes of you know kane harland i know they're much more expensive but they are really firing at the minute um, so it's something to consider whether or not you want to keep him. The fixtures are still decent, but he's giving you all something to think about. Um, the only thing I would say is still getting in good chances. There was one where he was completely dragged back. Um, and there was quite a few comparisons to McTominay um, on Broha for the penalty in that game. He was really manhandled all game and he could have easily won a penalty, I thought. But got quite a few chances. There was a one and one that was just blocked right at the last minute. So he, he's still getting these opportunities, but yeah, it's not putting them away for the moment. So something to think about there. Um, nothing for nothing for Saka in this game. And he actually got booked for a dive that didn't look like a dive for me. Um, those have got Martinelli. He looked dangerous, but didn't translate to any points. And then 
disappointing in defence to concede that goal. I think Ben White was the only one that come away with any any sort of points, and that was because he got the assist. Um, that gave him a seven rating as well. So five points for Ben White. Um, I would still say though, like in my opinion now, I think Ben White and um, Tommy Asu are looking like good options to me because they're getting minutes in all of the all of the games and the Europa League games. They're coming on as subs and there's rotation in those fullback positions um, with Tierney as well. But for the likes of um, Gabriel and Saliba, I think they're both 50-50 who's going to play the um, Europa League games. Gabriel's had more so far, but I'm not sure who'll get the PSV game. So, yeah, I think, they've, I think the fullbacks for their value are looking like better options, to be honest. Um, other than that, though, I thought that... Um, Erdegaard looked quite impressive, but again, only a 6.7. He scored a goal, but it was chalked off because Tierney, the ball kind of went out of play um, when he put the cross in. So that was a bit disappointing. But yeah, overall, it's quite a disappointing game for people that have got Arsenal assets. Unless you've got Ben White in like an Arsenal block or anything like that, or Granit Xhaka, you'd have been quite disappointed. But overall, Granit Xhaka on fire, four goals and three assists now. So he's looking really good. Then I changed the order round of this uh, podcast just to put the the teams of the least owned players at the end instead. So we've got um, Wolves versus Leicester. Um, this finished four 0 to Leicester, and they're they're really starting to pick up their form again now. Um, they've turned the corner, and we can't say the same about Wolves. Four um, 0 to Leicester. Uh, Tielemans with an absolute screamer. Uh, I think he only does score screamers, to be honest. Um, then Harvey Barnes grabbed a goal. Again, um, and we tipped him the last week. He's he's looking really good. Um, and Madison, who is quite a quite a popular dream team pick, usually he he was back on the score sheet. And Jamie Vardy, who came on as a sub, he got a goal and an assist after downing his Red Bull. Um, there was a picture going around of him necking that, and it's such a shit house as well. I just loved his uh, celebration in front of the uh, Wolves fans. But yes, um, other than that, I had I done um, well. Vardy got the assist. Um, Dewsbury Hall got the assist for the Barnes goal again. So they're like a a good partnership lining up. Um, and Castane, who we spoke about last week, um, he got ten points overall. So he got the clean sheet points and he got an assist and a rating. Um, so ten points from him is another good another good output. And the defense, I think it was Danny Ward got the star man in this one, which is a big surprise. Um, he's really cheap in the game. But the only thing I would say, Leicester got four clean sheets out of their last five, but they've got City next. So I don't imagine that's going to carry on. But overall, I've just highlighted Barnes and Madison are looking dangerous. And Castane is a good option, maybe once you've got that City game out of the way. Um, from the Wolves point of view, though, absolutely bloody awful. Um, Nothing from Triore, the seven rating machine, um, and nothing for any of their players apart from minuses. Um, one goal, they've not scored more than one goal a game all season so far. Um, so if they're going to gonna stay up, I think it's a, a big Sam job or a, or a dicey job for me. But yeah, moving on to the next one. Everton versus Crystal Palace was 3-0 to Everton. And star man was Anthony Gordon in this game. Um, you had Gordon with goal, Dwight McNeil and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's back in the team now and he's grabbed a goal here, 3.2 million. Um, so he's someone who I have not put in my team regularly, but when you're chasing or you're trying to get um, 
trying to get someone in just to be a differential. He was someone who I previously did used to like. Um, he's a lot cheaper than he used to be at 3.2 million and get, takes penalties as well. But I think it's too early to start going down that route. But um, someone who I do want to highlight, though, was um, Alex Awobi, who got two assists in this game. And he's having a really good season, actually, so far, Awobi. Um, just putting up this game now. Um, yeah, two assists in this game. He's only 2.3 million. And he's on 36 points. He's got just the one goal, but six assists now in total, which is pretty ridiculous. Six assists puts him only behind Kevin De Bruyne. I think he's on par with Bernardo now. But yes, six assists is uh, pretty ridiculous, to be fair. He's uh, looking like the new Ozil. Um, that new midfield role for him is really paying off. Um, a lot more central than he used to be. But he's Everton's top point scorer now. Um, but then on to Crystal Palace, there wasn't really much going on for them. Nothing for Zaha, nothing for Eze, uh, nothing for Elise. So pretty disappointing for um, for Crystal Palace, all in all. But um, yeah, Awobi for 2.3 million, he's looking like quite a good option, to be fair. Then you had Aston Villa 4, Brentford 0. Those who had Raya were buzzing before. They had a back-to-back um, star man for him. But now he got absolutely hammered. Got minus three in this game. Um, Starman Award went to Danny Ings, who got 17 points. He got a goal, uh, he got two goals. Bailey got a goal and Ollie Watkins got a goal. Uh, Bailey also got an assist. Um, Douglas Louise, he got one. And also Mings, which was surprising. He's, uh, he's turned it back on now. Uh, Gerard's out the door. And uh, he got brought down for a penalty. So he got the assist points there. But God knows how Villa pulled this one out of the bag, to be honest. Gerard, I don't I never quite understand it when manager gets sacked and all of a sudden they start playing well. Um quite quite alarming how the players can do that, to be honest. Obviously there was some deeper problems going on. Um but yeah, Brentford really inconsistent so far this season. They've done well against some of the bigger sides, like obviously against um Man United they've done well and Chelsea they they were kept quite tight against Chelsea but yeah they're, they're getting battered by some of the smaller teams which is surprising um, and then Emmy Martinez I've highlighted in this game so I actually started with him as my cheap goalkeeper at the start of the season I did bottle it in the end he started having a bit of a wobble so I took him out of my team and went for someone that was uh, a European keeper in in Hugo Lloris but actually I would have been better off if I just kept Emmy Martinez in um, he's the fifth best goalkeeper now and he's actually above Larice, De Gea and Ramsdale on points. So just goes to show if you can choose the right cheap keeper, they're, they're good options, to be honest. Um, so it's just trying to find the right one. But yeah, fifth best keeper for Martinez. Other than that, not too much to report. Um, just that Aston Villa just managed to magically turn it on. Now their manager's been sacked. But yeah, surprising result, that one. Then the last one, um, Leeds versus Fulham. So that was a 3-2 win for Fulham. And Leeds are in big, big trouble now. Um, that's five losses and one draw in their last six. Um, they did get a goal from Rodrigo and Somerville. Um, so Rodrigo's he is racking up the goals this season, but it's not really, not really helping them. Um, Fulham had a goal from Mitrovic, and he's on fire this season. So nine goals for him. And he's only behind Haaland and Kane for goals scored. Um, Dekodova Reed and William got the other goals 
and in assists. Pereira got two, and he's been brilliant this season, actually, Pereira. He's he's on sort of all free kicks, most of the corners, really is quite involved. So he got two assists, and he did have a one-on-one as well um, that he just hit straight at the keeper, but he had a really good chance to either square it or just finish it, really. It did look like one he should be scoring, so he could have come away with probably the star man in that one. Um, William ended up with it, 13 points. Um, and then you just had um, Reed who got an assist and Gelhard who got the assist. Um, Reed, we actually mentioned in the last game, I think he got a goal in the last one, but he's up to two goals and one assist and he's 1.3 million now. So if you are really trying to put together sort of uh, the new, a Man City heavy side or one of a really expensive team and you just want to chuck someone in there who's really cheap, he's doing quite well for someone that's under 2 million. But it's up to you whether you do do that with your team. But yeah, if you really are scraping the barrel, he's got two goals and one assist so far. Then just quickly move into some team updates. Um, so my mini league side is now my top team. Um, it was my top team was the Chelsea block. Um, but obviously they didn't do too well this week. So we'll just, uh, I'll show you my mini league side this week. Um, so this one, it's got 43 points for the game week, which isn't too bad considering... Um, it's a bit of a quiet week for the, the big team defences. So 43 points this week, 671 points in total. And that was an uh, increase in rank to 34k, which is still not very good. But we're uh, we're improving. We've got a little bit of a climb this one. Um, I've got no transfers left in this team. Um, I made a transfer just after last week's podcast. I made a transfer Friday morning and I, I mentioned that earlier, which was to take out Paqueta because it looked like he had an injury. It was a shoulder injury that looked like it was going to be for two weeks. I'd seen on Twitter. Might be a bit less now. Um, but I brought in Almer on, and he got the eight points. So I wasn't really expecting anything from this Tottenham game. So eight points, brilliant return for him. Um, we'll start from from the back then. So I had Hugo Lloris in goal. Obviously, we know that that didn't work out. So he got a minus one. Uh, Cucurella, disappointing. He came off after 36 minutes, and they didn't get the clean sheet. Saliba, no clean sheet from him. Gomez, this was a disappointing one, but I couldn't, I can't move him out because I have no transfers left. But he's suspended for this Borussia Dortmund game in midweek, so I, I hoped that he might play against Brighton, but he didn't feature at all. They decided to go for Cancelo at left back and Akanji at right back, so a blank for him, and I can't get rid of him, so he's gonna blank this week. Cancelo got three points, which wasn't terrible considering they didn't get a clean sheet. Um, he should hopefully get a return against Borussia Dortmund, potentially. Kevin De Bruyne, star man, 13 points. Happy with that. And he'll probably feature midweek. Saka, minus one. Um, that was disappointing. He didn't deserve the minus one for the uh, alleged dive either. But I'm not sure whether or not he'll play um, that PSV game midweek, though. Um, Arsenal are all but through, but they will want to just guarantee winning the group, I think. I think they need... A draw, I think it is, to guarantee they win the group. I'm pretty sure. But I think Arsenal are just going to want to get that out of the way. So I'm not sure. He played the majority of the last PSV game and he played, I think, full 90 minutes. So I think they've got to be careful with his minutes. But Arteta does seem to seem to say, he said in an interview, that um, all of the best players, Messi, Ronaldo, of old, um, they play twice a week and he needs to get used to it. So he was pretty blunt about that. So he might feature... But we'll wait and see. And Buemo, disappointed with him. Um, no points. And I thought he could get something against Villa. So I think 
I've almost run out of patience with him. Almiron, I mentioned. Harry Kane, 8 points. And Haaland, 13 points. Happy with the two strikers. Um, the only things I'll want to change probably is um, when the new lot of transfers come. I'll obviously have to have a think about the fixtures that they'll be facing and what we'll do with budget. But Lloris, I'm not convinced by anymore. They're not looking solid. Um, and he's making some big mistakes now as well. So... I wouldn't be too um, against moving him out for someone a bit cheaper, maybe Kepa or even a cheaper option, potentially. Um, and then Gomez, I'm going to have to get him out. He's fell so far down the pecking order at City. Um, and they're, they're getting their players back from injury now. So Laporte's back. Um, Stones is back. Walker's probably going to be back soon. And it, they've got players that play in all sorts of positions. Ake can play at left back. Cancelo can play at left back. Yeah, I'm not convinced. The Kanji's playing right back or centre back. We know Stones can play at right back. So, yeah, I think I'm going to ditch Gomez. That one didn't work out. And then Mbuebo. I'm just losing value on him now. Um, he came close in quite a few games, but yeah, he's just not getting the points now. The only thing that's troubling me about taking him out potentially is they've got Wolves next, Forest, and then Gillingham. So. I could stick with him for those games and I'm going to have to for a few of them just because I've got no transfers but not impressed of how he's done so far. Going to end it there for this episode. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please do subscribe and like this video if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, if you could give us a follow on there, I'd really appreciate that. You'll get kept more up to date with the, uh, the Dream Team content that I'm putting out. Um, but yeah, that just about wraps it up and... The next podcast will likely be um, on probably Friday now after the uh, European Games have taken place. Hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.